We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, the pleb sites. Joining us today, fellow Bitcoiner, friend of the show, and Twitch project manager at Bitcoin Magazine. I am talking about Chris Alemo. He is joining us. Chris, what's up? How's it going, everyone? Happy to be here. Very cool. All right. You guys know the deal. We are diving into the numbers. Let's do it. Time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes. This is the Noddle Dojo. It's red. That means it's faster. Remember, if you don't run your own node, you're running someone else's. Run your version of Bitcoin Core and the Lightning Network all in the comfort of your home. Get yourself a Noddle Dojo today. At the time of this recording, the block height is 732,771. The Bitcoin price, 41,415. Chain rewrite days, 747. Total public lightning capacity, 3,686.99. Moscow time, 2415. Blocks to the halving, 107,229. And the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity. Samurai Whirlpool is a coin join or collaborative spend. It is not a mixing service. And the unspent capacity in that pool is 4,499 BTC. Nico, the numbers. Dude, the numbers are so boring that you guys so haven't boring. noticed that we've been using the same pre-recorded thing for the last 20 episodes. You guys haven't noticed. It's literally, that's how boring the numbers have been. I'm totally fucking joking with you guys. Yeah. But still, you wouldn't have noticed that I said that. You probably wouldn't have noticed anyway, which kind of proves my point. Anyways, uh, I have some None really of it changes. None of it changes. <laughs> Bitcoin is the new stable coin. Anyways, moving on. Uh, okay, so I have some really interesting CPI uh, consumer price index, a fancy way of saying uh, the inflation index. The official inflation index uh, released by the Federal Reserve. So it's really interesting because what this website does, and remember what I tell you about guys about the CPI. The CPI is kind of engineered and tinkered with so that you don't like the the actual inflation rate is hidden, right? But if you use because this is all public information, if you use the previous ways of how in the previous years of how they calculated the CPI, the actual rate of inflation shows a lot more and it's more connected to what you're seeing in the rise in home prices and the rise in food, right? Which is very interesting stuff. So this blue line is using the 1990, uh, you know, funk, like the way they calculated it back in the 1990s. And as you can see, inflation is <laughs> it's gone off the fucking chart, my dude. <laughs> so it's literally, you know, here's the 10. Here's the blue line. It's way above 15%. Now, here's an even better part, right? This is if we use the method used back in the 1980s where inflation was actually really, really bad, right? Dude, we are past. We are above 15% if we use the CPI calculation from back in the 80s and we are above 10% if we use the CPI calculation from back in the 90s compared to how the CPI calculated today, right? It's totally cucked, you know, because you owe nothing and be happy. But anyways, uh, moving on to 
this, right? Which is, let, let's, let, let's kind of agree on something, right? The, the things that Americans most spend money on are energy and food, right? And what is the actual, what is the actual rise in food and energy? Well, in terms of gas, if you, have, if you haven't filled up your car lately, or maybe like the Biden administration is like, hey, you know, uh, just get an electric car. But most peasants, most most of us peasants can't afford that. So anyways, regular grade gas reached $4.17 on Tuesday, a 55-cent increase from a week ago. This increase is in addition to the 40% year-over-year increase in gas prices as of the end end of January. That's a a 40% increase. Now let's talk about homes. In Miami, it's about 37% increase, right? But the average in the U.S. is about 15%. Now let's talk about food, right? Beef, veal, 16%, pork, 14%, poultry, chicken, 12.5%, fish and seafood, 10%. You get the picture. It really looks like the real rate of inflation is much higher than the 8.4 advertised rate. And if you even use, that's not speculation, if you use the Fed's previous methods of, of calculating this shit, it actually tells you that's exactly the rate of inflation between 15 and 20 percent. Now, why the fuck should you guys care about all this? I'll tell you why. This is priced in Bitcoin 21. And even with the goddamn inflation being 15 percent, or at least I made the case for that, uh, this is consumer goods. But if you dominated in Bitcoin, a medium new house, let me minimize this, would cost you. 95.91% less if you were saving at Bitcoin. An average new car would be 96%. Ground beef would be 96%. Chicken, 95%. Sirloin steak, 95%. So, what are the two fucking choices in front of you? 15% for more fucking housing. 15% for pork and veal. Or you fucking denominate in Bitcoin, and it's literally 95% fucking less. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. Bitcoin really does fix that. Just people haven't woken up to it. Anyways, I hope I made my case. Chris, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, if you were, if you replace the numbers in the basket of goods, you can make anything look good. You know, it's like how to lie with statistics. I know Bill Gates, shout out to him, like recommending that book years ago. But yeah, if, if you want to replace it or if you want to change the dimensions instead of selling a gallon of milk, it's a quart of milk and the price looks like it went down. You can manipulate numbers to make them look however you want. But it's uh, people on the streets or the people that don't have a lot of money can tell the difference because when they're going to the grocery store and they're trying to buy for their family of four or however big their family is, they can see that they're getting less bang for their buck in US cut bucks or whatever fiat currency they're using. Absolutely. It's just, it's, it's like, (laughs) this is the only thing that the government propaganda can't convince people of because of the sticker price. But again, this is a Bitcoin show. So we're not going to just bitch like a lot of the other political shows. We're actually giving you a solution. Bitcoin does fix this. If you start denominating your wealth in Bitcoin rather than in fiat, what tends to happen is all those crazy price increases for you, the price hasn't increased. The price has actually fucking gone down because it's in Bitcoin. Anyways, Phil, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, you know, the other piece to this is is that we have, you know, the US dollar, right? It has more power than every other currency in in the world, right? It all the pretty much the majority of the world's debt is denominated in US dollars. So we're looking at these price increases. How much worse is it for everyone else around the world? Like we're always showing data from the US, right? Like this is much worse everywhere else. So the, and so the other piece to this is this. That data is still incorrect because it doesn't calculate everything. So we know that when we go to the grocery store or when we go to the pump or we go to buy a new home, like I can tell you, you know, like I can tell you from six years ago, seven years ago, you know, like our house appreciated almost uh, what was it like 85 percent. And, and did it really appreciate 85% or is the money just worth a lot less and people understand that. So they're willing to spend a lot more of it to get an asset that they think can at least hold its value and not lose its value. So, so look, you know, th those numbers, the numbers from the eighties, I think that's a little bit more accurate to where we are, but I think that we're even closer to like the 20% than like the 22%, but that's just me. And I, you know, I could definitely be wrong, but it definitely doesn't feel like just like 10% or 15%. No, not yeah. if you're buying groceries, not if you're paying for gas, like if you're actually paying for these things, it definitely feels like a lot more. But this all this all matters if you're denominating in fiat. Oh, yeah, and that's the point that I want you guys to take away from this is that with all this political upheaval, these crazy kooks, right? that you know run the money right you have a way of opting out and even with this record inflation that they're trying to hide by rigging the cpi numbers like i showed you if you bought bitcoin if you're denominating bitcoin starting five years ago that house that you wanted to buy is 95 percent cheaper and that's the fucking signal but anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Fail. Brought to you by Amber App. Check them out, amber.app. It is an app for stacking by actual Bitcoiners. Low fees, fair spreads, smart automation. The link is down below. Amber, the smart way stack sets. All right. So we've got we've got three fails. One of them could have been in the meme review, but we we have to cover it as a fail. But first, we are going to dive into something that we've actually covered in the past, right? We've talked about influencers that shill and how much they get paid. And we got tagged by ICO Sonat in this list from Zach XBT. Um, judging by the cringe responses from people like Zuby, this list is seemingly real. <laughs> so because he definitely freaked out about that. Uh, anyways, let's just take a quick look at this list. Right. So these are these are essentially uh, crypto shills right in the crypto, the crypto space. And uh, this is essentially the list that this details their followers, uh, what they charge for a shill tweet, what they charge for a retweet. And my favorite, the package deal, right? You get a package deal for your shill. So when, you know, when you sit there and you don't, you know, you think that somebody actually believes in this shit coin and, you know, they've done their homework. You got to be aware that there's a lot of people that are simply being paid to tell you that this is something that it's not. Anyways, um, I really don't know most of the names on this list, with the exception of uh, Zuby and Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> uh, 
I, re I really, I, I really don't. But if we take a look at Zubies, right? Uh, he charges four thousand bucks for a retweet, eight thousand dollars for a shill tweet, but the package deal is uh, fifteen grand. So, so somehow, if you just buy them separately, it costs you less than if you buy the package deal. I don't, I don't get that. Shouldn't the package deal cost less? Anyways, maybe, maybe it's I, maybe, maybe it makes I'm just more of an impact. So it's, you know. Just, is that how that works? Is, is, is that I, I that have works? no fucking idea. We, we don't know. We don't, yeah, like, we, we don't do this. Um, no. Another another funny account that I found on this was Crypto Sarah, or who I, I lovingly like to call Shitcoin Sarah. So I found her when I first got into, in, into crypto Twitter, right before I found Bitcoin Twitter. And it's very interesting, I find, um, the, the type of person that, um, and it's not just her, it's anybody that does this, but I found this incredibly cringe because this is a, you know, this is a big influencer account that shills complete dog shit, okay? And what's interesting is you have to wonder about a person that literally takes other people's tweets and instead of retweeting them and giving the original, the original poster credit, they post it as their own so that they can get credit. So it's not enough that you have like 100K followers or 250K followers. Like you can't even be humble enough to at least give the original poster credit. Like it's just so strange to me. Like this is Twitter. What is wrong with people? Just give people credit. There's nothing wrong with that. Anyways, look, the point is, is that these people are shilling garbage. You got to be careful. So there's a lot of marketing and it's... Look, the shitcoin companies have the money. They have the money. Bitcoin, it, it comes from the heart, right? We dive into Bitcoin, we see its qualities, and we say, you know what? We want other people to enjoy those qualities. Nobody is paying us to shill Bitcoin. When we started this show, we had zero sponsors, okay? It, like, that, that's just the truth. If all of our sponsors told us to fuck off right now, we would still continue to do the show. We, it, it doesn't matter because we love Bitcoin, these shitcoin people, they would leave at the drop of a hat. They shill you one piece of garbage. Once those people stop paying them, once that company stops paying them, that's it. They move on to the next thing. Doesn't matter that, that you bought into the idea that they tried to sell you. Anyways, before we move on, Nico, your thoughts on this? Yeah, dude, I think you absolutely freaking nailed it, like always. Uh, you know, this is part of the reason that we, you know, we only take sponsors, right? Because... That way, you know, and, and again, we're, you know, we try to be as ethical as possible with the sponsors as well. Uh, so they have to align with, you know, Bitcoin's principles, right? But we take sponsors so that we don't have to, you know, release paid shills, right? You know, and, our, and we're very transparent about who our sponsors are because you guys have to hear them every episode, right? So, so yeah, man, I, I completely agree, Phil. You know, it's a shame. I, I said this when Psychedelic Bart tweeted about it. These people have sold their soul. You know, they just don't care, right? And that's something that I would like to keep <laughs> and make YouTube videos, which apparently is incredibly hard for people. Um, anyways, Chris, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, Lindsay Lohan's making bank. I mean, maybe she went bankrupt, but the amount for her package deal, I mean, I guess she could uh, climb her way out of that. We actually had talks about this at Bitcoin Magazine today. And, uh, you know, her package deal is more money than some people make in a year, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's like crazy to think about like how much money that is. Dude, Just. it's it's absolutely nuts. And I've had these, you know, sh fucking companies reach out to me and it's the same shit, dude. They try to entice you with dog shit, you know, and, and, and a payday. Right. And if you do that, I, I think you're selling your soul. Anyways, Phil, what's the next yeah. fail? All right. So, you know how we always talk about the memes 
they need to make sense, right? Memes need to, in order to be powerful, they have to convey truth. And what do we, you know, what have we said about shitcoin memes? They, the reason why they don't work is because they don't convey any truth. They don't make any sense. So, they, you know, to the shitcoiners, they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. But it makes no sense at all because it's not grounded in reality. It isn't based in truth. And with that, let's take a look at this. Okay, we were tagged, obviously. <laughs> I think this was ICO Sonata again. But let's take a look at this, okay? The merge is coming. Now, let's, let's really look at this meme. <laughs> Okay, this is this is what happens in a shitcoin fantasy reality. Okay, look, the proof of work people, Sailor and, Doyce, and Dorsey, are suffering in proof of work hell. Okay, while the shitcoiners are living in a fantasy rainbow no, land. No, with, no, they're not. No? They're living in a utopia. And I'm is using, that what that is? And I'm using that word on purpose. Is, is that what that is, Nico? That that is a utopia for the shit. This is utopia. That is utopia, bro. This the, this the thing butterf- walking around the butterfly. Yeah, maybe they think that. And they're that, and that's they're something ut- out of nightmares. That, that, that's that's your that's the utopian vision, bro. Everything's perfect. It's cringe as fuck. Anyways, it's a terrible meme. It doesn't make sense because it's not true. We've already debunked proof of work. The merge already got pushed back by six months. They've been promising proof of stake since 2016. It keeps. Having bigger and bigger bugs, there's $33.6 billion locked into a shitcoin contract that can't be moved. It's a utopian vision, They're bro. insane. Utopian okay. vision. Proof of stake. It's coming. It's coming. The utopia is coming. The utopia coming. is coming. It's not coming. <laughs> not coming. It's not coming. Like this, this isn't happening. We're not having this weird guy with the purple, with, with the purple double triangle head. Okay. He's not, he's not, he's not hanging out Phil, with anyone. When, when you not wake happening. up tonight to take a piss that guy's gonna be right there this, this guy freaks me out i actually i actually want no part of a society where this random shitcoin creation is wandering around as in, three in, as three fingers too look at that yeah fucking i don't uh. know man i don't know anyways anyways moving on moving on okay so look on a serious note right we get attacked. We've said this before. We get attacked on the, uh, you know, with, with ESG bullshit. We get attacked by the, uh, you know, the, the Treasury Department, the governments of the world. Bitcoin is used for illicit activity and all, and all of this garbage, all of this noise. Okay, so here we go. We heard the terrible takes from another person that was involved with Ripple last week or the week before. I, I don't even remember what garbage proposition they had. I, I, I think it was something for, oh, no, sorry. It was consensus um, offering a solution for CBDC. Anyways, it doesn't even matter. There's so much shitcoin ridiculousness and false narratives that are coming out. It doesn't matter. But this this is some this is an attack. Okay, this is definitely an attack. And we're seeing more and more of this social type of attack. Bitcoin tribalism is holding the crypto industry back. Ripple CEO says tribalism around Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies is holding back the entire two trillion dollar market. Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse said Bitcoin maximalism has meant the crypto industry is fractured representation in Washington, D.C., according to Garlinghouse. Polarization isn't healthy in my judgment. I don't disagree with the polarization thing, but we're going to dive into this stupidity in a second. I own Bitcoin, I own Ether, I own some others. I am an absolute believer that this industry is going to continue to thrive. Yahoo could be successful and so could eBay. They're solving different problems, he said. This is insane and false. This is a terrible comparison. 
Okay, this has nothing to do with Bitcoin and shit coins. Okay, the comparison here is completely wrong. Okay, we've already gone through why Bitcoin is completely different than the shit coins, but we're going to dive into it when we finish reading this crap. Such maximalism has meant the crypto industry has fractured representation when it comes to lobbying U.S. lawmakers. That's right. Because Bitcoin is completely different than the shitcoins. Nobody owns it. It has no head to chop. There is no government entity that can wrap its hands around it and make us all slaves with it. It is not the same thing as a shitcoin. So yes, there is fractured representation. There is, unfortunately for them, us and them. Anyways... This is, about, this is about XRP. The company owns a majority of the 100 billion XRP tokens in circulation. That's right, people. The company, the central entity that can be coerced. And it periodically releases from escrow accounts to keep the prices stable. So what that means is it dumps on its bag holders. That's really what it does. It dumps on its bag holders to keep the, the lights on. And we've shown in the past... Okay, Ethereum, Ethereum itself dumps at all time highs. It does this every time. And the Ethereum Foundation has no shame about this. They explain that they do this in order to properly fund the foundation, which really has no involvement with the development of ETH. But they need to dump their bags at the tops to fund the development. So figure that mind fuck out. Okay, moving on to exhibit B. So we saw that couple of days ago that was actually no sorry that was released today now we've got this from nicole debro okay framing bitcoin for progressives promoting bitcoin adoption through an equity lens let me tell you something i don't normally have a problem i, I don't really care anybody can shill bitcoin but i do have an issue when you try to make bitcoin about something that it is not okay because bitcoin doesn't solve these stupid problems. It solves the money problem. And transposing this shit onto Bitcoin is very dangerous. Anyways, the misogyny, casual sexism, and complicit silence that's prevalent in Bitcoin digital and physical spaces is hindering Bitcoin adoption and undermining its perceived credibility as a ref revolutionary technology. Look, this is some sick, twisted shit that has nothing to do with Bitcoin, okay? These are problems that indeed need to be solved. No way are we minimizing any of these issues. These are not issues that get solved with, the, with Bitcoin. Bitcoin adoption may create in, in, in some second or, or third order effect an environment where that issue can be solved correctly, but pretending that somehow this is a problem with Bitcoin and it hinders its progress. Let me tell you something. All you need is sound money. All you need is to have one problem with the bank in getting your money out. This happened to me when I was 19 years old. I was penalized for a problem that had nothing to do with me. And I learned very quickly that it wasn't my money. And I began to search for a solution. So respectfully, fuck this view, okay? I think it's completely insane. I think that the shaping around this is scary, okay? And the reason, you can call it tribalism, but the reality is, is that Bitcoiners demand freedom, monetary freedom, plain and simple. This shit doesn't belong here. Anyways. No, yeah, spot on. You fucking hit the nail on the head. 
this is cultural Marxism trying to sneak itself into Bitcoin under the guise of moral virtue, right? That's essentially what it is. Bitcoin is not inclusive enough. Bitcoin is not this. Therefore, we must change the code to make it inclusive enough, right? Um, you know, that's essentially where it leads, right? This is, you know, this is happening in all facets of society. And this is what you're seeing it creep into, you know, the Bitcoin space. And it's very unfortunate. And this is why we've had tried to have progressives on the show, like our buddy Fumble. Dude, Bitcoin is the most inclusionary technology that has ever existed, right? The dollar cares about where you're from, right? That's pretty much racism, right? Bitcoin doesn't care where you're from. It doesn't care where your religion is. It doesn't care what country you come from. The dollar does. So what is she fighting for? She's fighting something that is the most inclusive technology that has ever existed. Now, in terms of Brad Garlinghouse, dude, I'm happy that Bitcoiners now have their separate lobbying effort in D.C. The Coin Center was hindered because they had to not only lobby for Bitcoin, but they also had to lobby for shitcoins. And here's the thing about shitcoins. Shitcoins need to attack Bitcoin in order for their use case to be validated. The Lightning Network is dangerous for them. Bitcoin is dangerous for them. So what they're trying to do is use environmental attacks and use the power of government, the power of regulation to, you know, these people are too toxic. Uh, proof of work uses too much energy, etc., etc. These people must be resisted peacefully in the battleground narrative trench warfare of Twitter. Anyways, Chris, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'll start with the uh, the XRP guy, Gar Garland or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, to to Nico's point, you said it beautifully. Cryptocurrencies need to attack Bitcoin to survive. Lightning killed the fast and easy payments thing of altcoins. Taproot, I think, is going to kill the privacy coins or Bitcoin's not private enough. Uh, I know it's not in full swing effect, but it's it's going through the motions. It takes time to adopt. But as Bitcoin adapts and improves as a network, uh, it kills the use case for all these other cryptocurrencies that shill that say they have other reasons. And to your point, again, like, I'm glad there's like we're trying to be a separate, you know, Bitcoin lobbying arm versus crypto. They're two very different things. You know, crypto says like it's like Bitcoin. Bitcoin says it's not like crypto. It's like a square and a rectangle. One's like the other, but the other's not like that way. So um, that's my thing for that. As in for the Nicole thing, like Bitcoin's for everyone and anyone. Uh, the way that she worded that tweet makes it sound like this only happens in Bitcoin. Like this happens in fiat. This happens in gold. This happens in all. This happens in history. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to downplay the significance of the issues, but saying. Bitcoin causes X, Y, and Z, all of these horrible things, couldn't be further from the truth. Um, you know, well, Bitcoin doesn't care. It's not meant for that, dude. It's not meant for that. It's it's typical Marxist, Marxist tactics. Look at how much she riled up the crowd. She got 300 likes of engagement. She knows it's like when the Biden administration was blaming the inflation on Putin, right? That, that's not the point. What you're trying to do is you're trying to rile up the crowd, rile up the mob, rile, to gather up enough support, right, so that you could use the heavy hand of regulations, the heavy hand of the state in order to achieve your goals. And what she's trying to do is very sinister because she's trying to portray that Bitcoin itself needs to change in order to be more equitable. It's a direct attack and it's a Marxist infiltration. That's what it is. The second they say equity, man, the second they say equity, I'm done. 
Dude, and, because and the, I, I know where they're going and it's going to be complete bullshit. Remember, equity isn't about raising everyone to the same level. It's all about chopping everyone down to the same like and, spot and, below. And, and mind okay? you, this is coming. <laughs> this is coming from an immigrant, right? I'm Hispanic. I immigrated to this country from a country that was ruined by socialist socialism and all that. You guys shit, had equity, right? Phil, Phil is literally a refugee from Canada. Like it's like we're we're, we're not even second generation Americans, and we're telling you this, right? This is a this is an attempt at a Marxist infiltration of Bitcoin. That's what it is, and she knows exactly what yep. she's doing. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily meme review. Brought to you by Citadel Twenty One. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, comics, articles by actual toxic Bitcoiners. This is volume ten. It just came out. Came out. The artwork is is different for every volume. This is volume eleven. Really cool stuff. And they're scarce. There's only a thousand copies made per volume. Get your print of Citadel Twenty One today before it runs out. Okay. Anyways, next one by Man Bear Play. <laughs> That's a great name. It's a great uh, name. Uh, li li life is good. To-do list. Stacking sats. Shit post. Enjoy my, my day. Yeah. Accurate. I like that one. All right. Next one by Rally. Inflation is a hell of a drug. Not sure if Bitcoin going up or USD going down. <laughs> All right. Number uh, go sideways. Number go sideways. Uh, by <laughs> Sean Big Sean Harris. Old meme. New guy. I know this can't get funnier. One does not simply talk about Bitcoin all day. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we had to. We had to show. We had to show a fug, a, dude, a fug meme. Dude, so freaking good. And also shout out to the crypto couple. You guys are killing it. Are fucking awesome. You guys are killing it with the um, amazing content. Anyways, let's check it out. I've asked you guys here to talk about inflation because let's be real, it's hurting a lot of people right now. Nice Republican talking point, psychopath. Well, the Democrats were slave owners. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Talking about me again? Hard not to and I'm up 106% over the last year. <laughs> Hard is right. Ew, um, before you smell yourself, yes, we're here to talk about rising prices. Putin! Nope. We, why don't you start us off? 420, 69, happy birthday, Hitler, ho. Oh my <laughs> god, I said wheat! I mean, I'm 72%, yay. Frack that wheat supremacist. Oil's up 69%. Nice. That's quite crude, and I don't think it's the burn you think it is. It's going oh, they're actually mining Bitcoin with flat. Nobody cares, Bitcoin. Can I get some more of that M2? Build back better. <laughs> I just want to help people. Want to get a little all-time high? Speaking of high, I'm at my highest price since 2012, eh? And uh, CPI is only 8.5%. Amazing. I hope That was the, incredible. That was incredible. <laughs> I'm going to give it this new represent hoodie that I got. It has a fucking giant ninja on it, and it's badass. Anyways. That's oh, you finally got yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 what I'm giving it. That's what I'm giving it. Anyways, guys, if you want some represent hoodies, they make the best hoodies. Check out representltd.com, and you can use the link down below for ten percent off. Anyways, Chris, what would you give those memes? Well, not to brag about how wealthy I am, guys, but I'm going to do it. Not only you know Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, step aside. I'm a trillionaire. Not just a hundred trillion in Zimbabwe dollars, 
200 trillion in Zimbabwe dollars. So just saying, you know, I'm rich. I'm a trillionaire. They're not. It's fine. It's cool. Whatever. But uh, trillionaire energy. He's a multi-trillionaire. A multi-trillionaire, bro. Anyways, Phil, what would you give those memes? I did not get my represent clothes yet that I ordered, but hopefully it arrives. Well, why soon. don't you show and yours off? Show show your hoodie off. Well, the, yeah, this is the, the this is my uh, my Maximov one. I like this one here. We can we can show the back. Why not? Right there, you go. Now take off all your clothes because that's what everyone's no. asking. <laughs> no, we're not doing we're not doing the we're not doing the stuff that we normally do when the camera's off. Nico. Ah! Okay, <laughs> okay. We're not doing that. Okay, but my score is okay, and this is an awesome Bitcoin company. Okay, that gave out a lot of free sats. That's right. It is a carrot sticker. Sign up to them. They they give you they give you sats for like doing random tasks online. Not sketchy tasks. Okay, just random tasks. Random tasks. Anyways, and they gave out a lot of sats at Bitcoin conference. They did. They did. Anyways, guys, we want to know if you agree with our scores. You disagree? Let us know down in the comment section. Comment, 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 comment. Make sure to join our awesome Telegram group. That's where everyone links us. Dank, dank, dank Bitcoin memes. Join it. It's called the Simply Bitcoin channel. I don't know why I named it that, but that's what it is. And of course, make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like Rumble.com and our personal favorite, BitcoinTV.com. They don't censor there because Bitcoin TV. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin Honey Badger opens up. You put your favorite hardware wallet in there. It also comes in three different sizes this is medium there's a bigger one there's a smaller one really cool stuff you're going to want to get this and you can take advantage of the link down below to get five percent off anything off the cryptocloaks.com online store all right i'm just going to go over this very quickly because it is it's signal but mm, it's not a lot to talk about so first taiwan's tsmm tsmc raises 3.5 billion in bonds for new u.s plant tsm TSMC is the largest semiconductor manufacturer in the world. What does this have to do with Bitcoin? Who is responsible for making the chips for the ASICs? These guys, right? And what is happening with these guys? Think about it. Taiwan is a little island off of China. And China banned Bitcoin mining. And China officially still says that Taiwan is part of China. Do you guys remember what happened to Hong Kong a couple years ago so having the majority of the semiconductors in one island is bad bad for bitcoin bad for everything else so this is actually really bullish that you know they raised 3.5 million billion dollars in bonds to build a 12 billion dollar factory in arizona in the good old us of a anyways moving on to this check this out and this, this is going to be a little bit contentious. I'll try not to step on any toes, but anyways. Uh, yeah, so this is the mining map. This you know, If you click around here, it, it shows you how much of the hash rate is estimated to be in, any, in every country. Around 11% of the hash rate is in Russia. And we all know what's going on in Russia. The propaganda has been really pushing that extremely freaking hard lately. So check this out. U.S. Treasury sanctions Russian Bitcoin miners as war enters third month. Why? Because here, if you think about it, right, you know, you sanction a miner, what mm, that's not really going to happen. You can't really sanction Bitcoin. You either have the private keys or the public keys 
you know? But here's the thing. If you guys remember the infrastructure bill last year, Cynthia Lummis was never able to amend it. So technically, still, let me see if I could pull up the article. Here it is. The infrastructure bill still has this language today. The bill would require any person who regularly provides a service that executes transfers of digital assets like Bitcoin. Technically, you could make that legal argument that that applies to Bitcoin mining. And because Senator Shelby was the only one that didn't sign up to that amendment, it was never amendment amended. So the infrastructure bill still has this language. You see where I'm going with this, right? So now all of a sudden the U.S. Treasury is sanctioning Bitcoin miners specifically, right? So for the first time ever, the U.S. Department of Treasury is taking aim at Bitcoin miners operating in Russia as the country's war on Ukraine approaches its third month. In its third round of sanctions, the U.S. Treasury Department says that it is it is taking action against companies in Russia's virtual currency mining industry. By operating vast server farms that sell virtual currency mining capacity internationally, these companies help monetize its natural resources. By the way, this applies to Compass Mining. Quick update, I was able to get in contact with the CEO of Compass Mining and I asked him if the, if the, news, if the newly announced US sanctions on Russian miners was going to affect Compass's mining operations in Russia. He said yes. He said Compass has halted all sales for the Russian facility and that they are working on a good solution for any customer affected in that area. So I was very happy that Compass was able to respond quickly. And I, and I think this, this highlights what our mission has to be. We must separate money from state or this type of censorship this war that that was the preload to this the prelude to the censorship is going to continue happening so just wanted to give you a quick update and a word from compass mining themselves i'm looking forward to hearing from wit about what compass mining is gonna do but so far this seems to implicate that company Right. And I'll read it again. Russia has a competitive comparative advantage in crypto mining due to energy resources in a cold climate. However, mining companies rely on imported computer equipment and fiat payments, which makes them vulnerable to sanctions. Just saying the U.S. the United States views income from the crypto mining industry as a potential threat to the efficiency of its sanctions regime, with the Treasury saying that it is committed to ensuring that no asset becomes a mechanism for Putin to regime to offset the impact of sanctions. Among companies targeted by U.S. sanctions is BitRiver, which was founded in 2017, and the name implies operating its mining farms with hydroelectric power. The mining firm employs over 200 full-time staff in three offices across Russia. Right. And then it goes on to say, right, uh, tie this in with what we were talking about with the IMF. Right. The International Monetary Fund warns in a new report that Bitcoin could allow countries such as Russia to monetize energy sources. You see how they're all working in cahoots. You see how it's like something is said here. Something is said there. Something is said there. So think about it this way. Right. And we covered this article when it was first released. And one of the first things that I said was that the U.S. government was going to use Russia 
to attack Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining. And a week later, Elizabeth Warren released this report. And now when they realized and Elizabeth Warren got completely embarrassed when she went in front of Congress and she tried to spin up some stuff to the chain analysis guy, right? But now they realize, hey, maybe we could put pressure pressure on the miners. Now, could they capture the miners? Could they censor transactions? No, they can't. Because as long as there's an independent miner, a miner from home, a miner who's not you know, mining independently away from these huge mining facilities, right? Perhaps they'll be able to slow the transaction down, but they won't be able to stop it. And now watching the game theory between Russia and the United States is going to be fascinating because Russia is going to be like, censor U.S. transactions. And then Russia and then the United States is going to be like, hey, censor Russian transactions. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. But what worries me goes back to this bill, this bad infrastructure bill that was snuck in, which was part of the reason, by the way, that Bitcoin, the Bitcoin community as a whole, realized that the coin center guys weren't cutting it and we had to form our own lobbying power in DC, which shout out to Bitcoin Magazine, because I know that you guys played a huge role in that. Shout out to David Zell. So again, Check out this attack, right? And this was Warren, uh, this is Elizabeth Warren's proposed bill, and this is what it would require, right? And here's the signal. Requiring the president to identify foreign digital asset actors that are facilitating evasion of sanctions against Russia and authorizing the president to sanction such actors, prohibiting their transactions with U.S. persons and blocking their assets. Think about what that implies. Technically, a minor, what? It's including transactions. It gets to pick what transactions are included in a block. And this bill is specifically about cryptocurrencies, digital assets. And now you have the move from the treasury directly attacking miners themselves. Put the pieces together, guys. You see where I'm going with this. They're going to try to attack Bitcoin through Bitcoin miners. And with the current wording of the infrastructure bill, it is worded that a, a miner could be a money transmitter. They did not, they weren't able to successfully amend that. And now the U.S. Treasury is placing sanctions on Russian miners directly. And as we saw with the, with the Elizabeth Warren bill, it directly says that they should pass a law that would directly bar any U.S. citizen, any U.S. person or institution to transact with Russians in any shape or form. But if you're an American miner and you include a transaction from a Russian address that the U.S. government has, are you breaking those sanctions? Do you see how slippery this could get? Because this is exactly where it's going. Phil? Just want to point out that this is a lot of noise. Um, this is a lot of noise. And the reason why I say this is because we showed two weeks ago, uh, at least two weeks ago, how Russia is um, using the Chinese payment system. And that's how they're getting around the and that's how they're getting around U.S. sanctions. So this is a clear attack on Bitcoin. OK, and they are using exactly what you said weeks ago when you called it. They are going to use Russia to attack Bitcoin. Bitcoin isn't actually being used 
to evade sanctions. We've already shown that on By past the way, episodes. They've admitted so, that themselves. They've admitted right. that. But so, it doesn't matter because it doesn't it's, matter. it's not about Russia invading sanctions. It's about the, the ability for the citizen to be a sovereign individual and, independent from government. And that scares the living shit out of them. So yesterday we read we, we read to you guys in depth the bullshit that is the electronic money standard that the IMF is proposing. OK, Nico just showed in the in the series of articles how the IMF is obviously involved and scared of what Bitcoin can do, even though the Russians are not actually using Bitcoin. OK, so we're just seeing everywhere that they're completely scared shitless, Nico. Like, no. this is what it is. Like, they are totally scared and they are throwing whatever they can at the wall and to see if sticks. it sticks. It yeah. sticks. Yeah, dude, it's it's ridiculous. And I'll even add to what Phil said. Right. They're even admitting it. I'll get to that in a second. But I want to get Chris's opinion yeah. on this. Chris, how fucking crazy is this, dude? Where is yeah. this going? I think they're going to have a much harder time now that Bitcoiners have a lobbying effort in, in, in D.C. Now that uh, we have people there. I think that anything they try to pull is going to be very difficult and politically costly for them. Yeah, I, I think uh, BPI or Bitcoin Policy Institute that we have in D.C. is definitely going to go to bat and say, uh, go up against the ridiculousness of these claims. I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but I actually think it's even worse than, than Nico's reading into it. Technically under, and I'm not a lawyer, but like technically when I read that, that includes nodes. Obviously, nodes are much harder to, to realize in terms of uh, like the energy that uses them. Normally, it's very minimal compared to a miner. You could definitely see heat signatures or see that people are using a lot more power and you can kind of deduce where miners are. But technically, if I open up a lightning channel with someone in Russia, a friend, acquaintance, or even if they route payments through my node, all three of us are technically breaking the law by running a node, by helping deduce that that happened. Uh, you know, whether people are routing anything, any sats through your through your node through a sanctioned country technically would be on that list so it's it's even worse than we look into i just think they're really they're really scared and they're stupid and i i think i'll just leave it at that yeah dude no i i, I just they're scared they have nothing else they have nothing that has been able to defeat it so like we always say they're going to go after the lowest hanging fruit all right so the imf released uh this global financial stability report yesterday or a couple days ago right um, we've been covering the IMF a lot lately. Uh, this article does a great job at summarizing, you know, what this says. Now, listen to the contradiction, because again, they'd like to let they would like you to believe that Russia is using miners and Bitcoin to get over sanctions. That's what Elizabeth Warren would like you to believe. That's what the established media would like you to believe. But let's see what is actually happening. So the article goes on to say, governments should ensure that they have the power to impose capital controls on crypto alongside traditional assets. There it is again. The International Monetary Fund said, as the war in Ukraine continues to raise concerns over sanction evasion. That means that citizens of crisis-hit countries like Greece and Argentina could potentially see their access to Bitcoin limited alongside restrictions on withdrawing cash from ATMs or accessing foreign currency. Have you noticed that? They noticed that, like, they, they, no, the citizens of Argentina, it's a fine. Afghanistan, no access to Bitcoin. No, you can't have access to Bitcoin because of Russia, right? 
laws and regulations for foreign exchange and capital flow management measures should be reviewed and amended if necessary to cover crypto assets. Why? Because they see it as an escape valve, like we've been saying the last couple of days. Even if currencies like Bitcoin don't formally count as financial assets or foreign currency, the IMF said in a financial stability report. So they don't count as a financial asset or foreign currency, but they should still be included in foreign exchange and capital flow management. <laughs> you see the narrative. It's cr- It's not a currency, but it has to be monitored like a currency. The war in Ukraine has brought to the forefront some ch- some of the challenges that regulators face in terms of applying sanctions and capital flow management measures, it added, citing the risk that crypto-based evasion will become more widespread. Through the I- Though the IMF concedes that making big rub- ruble transfers on crypto exchanges is impractical, it warns some of those seeking to evade sanctions may turn to less scrupulous providers to use other privacy techniques like mixers. So, even though we have no hard data, and even the Treasury admitted to this, that Bitcoin is being used to evade sanctions, we still need to pass laws to ensure that Bitcoin is not evading sanctions, completely ignoring all the other people that it's going to affect that have nothing to do with Russia, like the Greece and the Argentinians like the Turks that all don't are don't lived in a financially privileged country that are experiencing crazy inflation. Let's all hurt them because Russia one day might use Bitcoin and Bitcoin miners to circumvent sanctions, even though they're doing they're not doing it right now. These people are fucking insane. That's what I have to say. They have lost their minds. Check this out. Crypto mining also offers the chance for emerging market countries to effectively exchange energy for Bitcoin, the IMF said. Now, sovereign countries, according to the IMF, are not allowed to exchange their energy, which belong, which is in their country, for money. Now you understand how they had the fucking nerve to reach out to El Salvador and tell them, we don't like your Bitcoin law, you have to change it. Do you see who runs the world? Do you see it? Bitcoin shines a light on of truth on everything. And the IMF is no fucking different. These are central planners. Bitcoin takes power away from them and it freaks them the fuck out. You want to know how much influence these people had? This came out in the beginning of April. And guess what happened a couple weeks later? U.S. Treasury sanctions Russia Bitcoin miners as war enters its third month. So the IMF says that Bitcoin mining could help Russia sell energy, kind of circumvent the sanctions. Three weeks later, the U.S. Treasury Department sanctions Bitcoin miners. Connect the dots. It's all fucking obvious. Who the fuck is the IMF? I didn't elect them. The head of the IMF literally went to the Karl Marx Institute. Who the fuck are these people and why do they have so much influence? Who the fuck elected them? Opt the fuck out. If if, if what I didn't tell you you, showed you that you shouldn't opt opt the fuck out, you deserve to be in a gulag, own nothing and be happy. Because it's so freaking obvious. These people do not have the best intention for you. Opt out.
buy buy yourself some fucking Bitcoin. Phil? The, yeah, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, but beautiful and angering all at the same time, Nico. It's always a double-edged sword, right? So look, the IMF is nothing but a bunch of creatures. Like you said, we did not elect these people. This is exactly, these organizations are exactly the creations that fiat makes. This is the garbage, right? When we, when I, when I talk about like, oh, you know, people living derivative lives and we have these derivative institutions and derivative products, this is exactly what it is. Okay. This is the crap that it creates. Fiat propels and brings these institutions up on the shoulders of society and then makes it seem right. Creates a whole entire ecosystem around it to make these organizations seem as though they're needed. Okay. We showed yesterday, we showed yesterday beyond the shadow of a doubt that these organizations have done absolutely nothing that they promised, okay? They, there is no financial stability in the world. There are still boom and bust cycles. There is a lot of shitty money that is becoming devalued by the second. And guess what? The countries that are suffering through these problems are borrowing money from the IMF. What are the solutions that they're offering? This is insane. They hate Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the simplest solution. It takes them out of the equation. It takes us out of the equation. We humans desire power. We are corruptible. We can be coerced. We obviously suck at administering money. Okay? Bitcoin takes us out of the equation. And these people can't imagine... They can't imagine a system where they are out of the equation. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is an ego trip. It's a complete ego trip. These people are narcissists and they're psychos. They're central Anyways. planners, dude. They're central, central planners. planners that think yep. they know how to manage everyone else's money better than themselves. Anyways, uh, Chris, what are your closing thoughts on this shabacle? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, the mental gymnastics, I don't, so they said it's not a financial asset, but it is a financial asset. And it, even if it was, or if it wasn't, we've got to sanction it like it is a financial asset because maybe kind of sometimes might Russia or someone we we don't like might use it. So I have no idea what that means. Uh, they're definitely clearly scared. The state hates you and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, no, perfect. Perfectly said. But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. Guys, I keep telling you, you need to store your seed on something other than paper. Paper catches on fire. You can lose paper. You can write other things on paper and then it's gone. Store your seed in the Cypher wheel or the all-new Cypher grid. They both come with a tamper-resistant wire, but the grid comes with a punch tool. We've got Sparrow Wallet version 1.6.3 that was released. It's down below in the show notes. Guys, don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor, and if you want to stream us some sats, check us out on fountain.fm. You could stream us sats through Breeze. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, that was our show. Before we go, I want to give a very special shout out to an awesome, awesome guest and a dear friend of the show. His name is Chris Alimo. You can go give him a follow on Twitter at ChrisAlimo6. He is the Twi Twitch project manager at Bitcoin Magazine. I know he does a lot of other stuff in terms of their production. 
This guy's going places. He just doesn't know it yet. He's making all the right moves. Definitely keep up with him. Give him a follow at ChrisAlamo6. Anyways, guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective and the catastrophic fails from the central planners. I've said that three days in a row because of how many fucking fails these people have had. Definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin and we will see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode. The goalposts are always moving in the fiat world. Bitcoin is the only truth teller. We'll